0: Yesterday and today happened to be Derby days. We now chat to Mark Stradham, Times Live football writer, about yesterday's Derby. Mark, a warm welcome to the show and uh, good to have you.
1: Mm, hey Romy, how's it? Thanks for having me. Hello listeners. Always, Hi.
0: always mm-hmm. good to have you. Thank you. I mean, from where you were sitting, how would you describe yesterday's Soweto Derby?
1: Um, yeah, Romy. Uh, OK, just in terms of the match, I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, heck of a game. The last few derbies for me—I mean, this season the derbies have been, let's use a, a common. Uh, let me not tr- try and sound like I'm trying to sound too young, but they sounded—they've they, been lit. <laughs> <laughs> Stay and, woke. Um, <laughs> I mean, these three, all three—the two-two that went to penalties in Durban, the three-two to Chief in in the last league derby—and this one was only one no only one goal scored, but mm-hmm. um, not quite as end-to-end as the three-two one, but. Intensity, wow! The, the the exciting play, the crowd on the edge of their seats throughout the game. Absolutely, yeah. could have swung anyway. The saves of Daniel Laque, Um I, I just, I, it was a, a great game of football, a really enjoyable game of football. And what I'm enjoying really is like you know, after all those years of the derby going through a slump, and I think too much hype around the game, and not as much hype around the football. When when you see two teams coming in, we just knew this was going to be a, a good derby. Mm. Two teams mm. coming in, one in first place, one in third place. So much at stake for Chiefs because if they've lost, they've gone effectively to a one-point lead. Um, Pirates had everything to play for because they could actually make themselves not just dark horses for the title, but actually yeah. contenders. And yeah. I think the hype was around the football in the, in the build-ups of the game. And mm. you can see it in the game. The game was... Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it.
0: It was enjoyable. I mean, especially from where I was sitting. And I was right here in the studio listening to our commentary. But um, a, a draw, you know, often you look at the draws. A derby comes along and you think it's going to be a draw. But would a draw yesterday been a true reflection of the game that we really saw on the pitch?
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> you know, I think probably... Yeah, pirates were unfortunate. Um, I look and, but not unfortunate in terms of hitting the post two or three times. You know, uh, uh, Chiefs, Chiefs worked for their luck a bit, and um, but but certainly pirates had good chances. But but that's not to say Chiefs were overwhelmed by any stretch of the imagination either. I think for me, Chiefs controlled the middle of the game. They controlled just the the, the sort of twenty minutes before halftime. They controlled the twenty minutes after halftime. In the beginning of the game and the end of the game was, was Pirates, and mm. Pirates really had amazing chances. They probably had the better chances of the two. They were a bit unlucky, I think, definitely not to manage at least to draw from the game. On another day, they could have won that game yeah. if some of yeah. more of their chances went in. Um, and, and absolutely one of the best goalkeeping performances we've seen in the Soweto derby mm. in a long time. Daniel Akpe was monstrous. He was spectacular, and... Um, the difference between the two teams probably and that's the reason actually, if you're going to t- pick a reason why it wasn't a draw um, <laughs> That Akpe was it was that reason.
0: <laughs> Because obviously, yeah. I mean with the commentators and everybody, you know you see the starting lineup, and you go Akpe versus Kune, is it a bit of a debacle now, uh, or not?
1: Yeah Yeah, um, that, that makes his performance even better, that there was so much speculation around the position um, I think in the end this, You've got to give it to Ernst Mindorp because um, because Kune is the the, the fan favourite, the Chiefs' favourite. He's the Bafana number one. He's probably in his reputation over the last ten years a far more solid keeper. But just coming back from injury and only had played three games, uh, four games this season. Only two since coming back from injury. Um, Akpay had made that mistake against Marisburg. It was a very costly um, result, potentially, for Chiefs. And there were those question marks rising again about Akpe's, um ability to make a goal. Co- those, those match-costing errors. Mm. But I think as Windor made a good decision, and I think it was always actually the right decision to stick with Akpay I don't think it's Kuni at his level of fitness right now is as energetic, controlling his area as he needs to be. Um, Akpe has, been, he's got that energy and he's got that physical presence that, that maybe Kuhn is lacking a little bit at the moment from his, his numerous injuries that he's had. I'm not saying Kuhn has lost that, but I think he's, he's not as match fit as he used to be.
0: Yeah.
1: And Akpe had played a big role in Chiefs being top of the league. So I actually think it was a sensible decision, but it was also a very brave decision because if it backfired, We'd be talking something completely fascinated. different, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, Mickey so Maraba. rewarded for it, I think. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mickey Maraba is one of our listeners. He's from Kruenstadt, and he says this, Mark. And I'd like you to listen to to his message he sends. He says, "Akpe. He loves what Akpe said after the post match interview when he said that our supporters they shouldn't rally behind uh, a single player uh, or single out individuals. They should rally behind." Um, everybody, you know, the entire team. And what he also said is that he loved Kune showing that sportsmanship at the end of the game. Yeah. It would also not be very nice <laughs> if he didn't run up to his teammate and embrace him the way that he did.
1: No, absolutely. And look, one thing I'll say about it to Malin Kune, throughout his days with Pofana, throughout his days with um, Chief, he's been a, a, a brilliant sportsman mm. and, a, and a good captain, uh, and intimately as well, of Chief and of Pofana. And I think that absolutely... Um, to see to backing Ekpe that way. Um, yeah, I know, like you said, it wouldn't have been very nice if he hadn't, but that's been in his nature as a player. Yes, he, he's a team man, and he loves Chiefs through and through. He's born Chiefs, and I think for him, the most, the biggest thing was Chiefs pulling off a, a really huge win in significance as they attempt to win a league title in mm. their 50th anniversary. Mm. And, um, and I think that was the big thing for Kune. Um, I think he also knows Daniel Ekpe is in form right now. I like what Akpay said. Um, support the team, not the player. It's also understandable. Look, they are favourites. They, you know, Kunez, Kunez carried Chiefs probably for the last three years before he got injured, when they were struggling, and he would actually almost single-handedly carry them. Um, but but what it also gives the gives Chiefs in this important now huge huge crunch time of the last nine matches, as they now take a seven-point lead into the last nine matches is they've got the Nigerian number one, and they've got the Bafana number one as well. Mm. And they can call on either one, and we know Kune, if he comes in, will be a solid keeper yeah. and a solid presence. Yeah. And also he's got that world-class distribution as well.
0: Yeah. Mark, but what does this victory mean now? Does this victory mean that with May around the corner, that Chiefs will win the title?
1: Um. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, no, absolutely, Rami. Really. That's a good question, actually. Um. I think looking just at it from a points perspective, I mean, Sundowns have got a game in hand. It's actually, if Sundowns convert that game in hand into three points, it's only a four-point lead still. Mm. So it's far from over. It's far. Chiefs have still got a big slug. They've got big matches. They've got to play Sundowns, Crucian-y. Um, They've got to play Vitz twice, which is big. Uh, look, Wits are dropping, we saw it again last night, Wits are dropping too many points, I think, to So, so they're becoming less and less kind of serious title contenders every time they drop points. Mm. But it's still a great team and a very hard team to play twice in, in your, in your last nine matches. Plus they've got to play sundown. It's far from over. Yeah. But I think the significance of what you saw yesterday was more than the three points. It was when Chiefs under immense pressure because they haven't won a trophy in four seasons. It's their 50th anniversary. It's the pressure on them is huge and they're not the best squad in the league. They, they, they've, I think they've lifted themselves apart from the 50th anniversary. I think the tight football under Ernst Middendorp and their very innovative coaching of Middendorp, who's, who's surprising all of us. Yeah, That's got them top of the log, but they haven't got the best squad. So for them to respond the way they did against Pirates when everyone expected them to lose and put in a massive performance, and this is, a lot of it came down to Daniel Ekpe, but that's part of the team performance. Mindorf's tactics on the day were excellent. Yeah. I think that response really shows you that Chiefs are very, very serious now. And I, they, they, if I was a betting man now, this thing keeps swinging. <laughs> when it went to four points, I would have put my money on Sundown. Yeah. But now, after yesterday, I'd again put my money on Chiefs it's probably going to keep swinging to the end of the season and that's how we wanted it. I mean, yeah, it's exciting. exciting. It, it, it is off. so
0: exciting, yeah. Mark. I mean, you mentioned <laughs> Sundowns and so we've got to just throw in there the Caf Champions League with Downs' qualification that hangs in the balance after that 2-0 defeat yesterday.
1: Mm. No, absolutely. Um, Sundowns are completely capable of coming back from that but 2-0 is tough. Um, uh, Al Ali obviously out for revenge after that 5-0 they took um, last year. Um I, I was in Cairo, I was in Egypt for the, for the Nations Cup. All anyone could talk about was how Sundowns had, had beat, when you say you're from South Africa, about, about Sundowns and how they beat Al-Ali 5-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's so much respect for Sundowns in Egypt, I can tell you that. Al-Ali especially have mm-hmm. immense respect for them. I think that was their worst result in 80 years in continental yeah. football. So, Sundowns can come back, but 2 is tough. Um, And I think, Ali, -Ali, we know the Egyptians and the North Africans can go away and play a very, very, very defensive, very good defensive game. Uh, It's in the balance for me. Um, If Sundowns go out of the Champions League, then then they're going to have all their resources to put in the league. And then it's really going to be amazing for the PSL to see Sundowns going head-to-head. With which chief to so determined to get yeah. a, a league title in the 50th anniversary.
0: Look, it is exciting all round, I have to say, especially this time uh, of the year when the league kind of, you know, makes its way and starts winding down. So it is exciting stuff. Mark, how would you describe your job? Is it a full-time job or is it a hobby? Because <laughs> <laughs> you must have I've the best job on that, the planet. I mean?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've never been asked that. Uh, <laughs> It's a job that you get to do where you get to do what you love. Mm. So in that way, it's also part hobby, absolutely. Um, sure. Um, I, you know, people look at our jobs and they, I think you too, they look at what you do and what I do, and they think we li- live these amazing lives where we're doing what we love. It's extremely hard work. Yeah. Um, we, we do work hard. I think people don't always realize um, journalism these days can be a grind. But when you're grinding it's something you love and 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 what I love about covering football, Romy, is when you get some you get not just to be a fan to sit in the stands, you actually get to meet the people playing the game who are kind of your idols and your heroes. Mm. And that's what I really love about it, you know, meeting the Gavin fits of Mosimani, Ernst Middendorf, the characters like Middendorf, um, the and players Hunt. like Brunei <laughs> and, 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 and and my heroes like Dr. Kamala. The people I've got to meet, German, so I know it, you know, that's what I love about Mm-mm. it. Part hobby, part job, more job. <laughs> yeah, nothing
0: glamorous, Mark. Always good to chat. Thank you very much for your time on the Sunday afternoon.
1: Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me, and I'm um, glad you had such a great job here I really loved it, and thanks, thanks Rodney. Thanks for listening.
0: More than welcome. Thank you so much. Mark Stradum there, Sunday Times football writer, chatting to us. And, yeah, because, you know, he, he chats about being on the ground so passionately, and also if you, if you see his stories and the way he writes and expresses just where he is and what it is that he is observing, you do realize that there is a love, you know. There's an innate love for what it is that he does, sports journalism, and, um, yeah, nothing glamorous. It's all about hard work. Trust you me.